All right, hockey fans, listen up because we've got something special cooked up for playoff season. It's called the Daily Faceoff Playoff Parlay Challenge, and it's going to add some serious spice to your playoff experience. Now, here's the deal every playoff game, you're going to be faced with a handful of questions. It's like your own personal playoff puzzle, and it's free to join. And there are prizes because who doesn't love winning stuff? Daily winners, you're getting hooked up with gift cards. Treat yourself to some nation gear or maybe even your favorite jersey. And for the big dogs, the people who can win an entire round, it's straight, cold, hard cash. We're talking about real dough for your hockey knowledge. So lace up those skates, stretch those thumbs, and get ready to show off your hockey IQ in the daily face-off playoff parlay challenge. Sign up today and play every game day at games.dailyfaceoff.com and prove your puck prowess. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Everyone knows therapy is great for solving problems. But getting therapy has its own problems too. Like finding the right therapist, fitting into their schedule, and of course, the cost. Well, BetterHelp can solve those problems. It's totally online and built around your schedule. It's surprisingly affordable, too. Connect with a credentialed therapist by phone, video, or online chat, all from the comfort of your home. Visit BetterHelp.com to learn more and save 10% on your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P. Better late than never. Welcome. Let's go, baby. It's crazy. Bag milk. Yeah! This is Ceases. 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 Baba Bowie. Ceases. Tyler, your rem check is so fucking sexy. Ceases. Fucking Anton Lander. It's my favorite. But better late than never. This is so fucking sexy. Hello. Welcome, everybody. Brand new episode of Better Late Than Never coming up. There's an Oilers game tonight. Can you believe it? I'm going to push this one as a result. I'm very excited. After a long wait, we are finally here. Puck drops in about two and a half hours as I'm starting to record this. So I think I'm not going to touch a whole lot of tonight's game against the Canucks. I don't think that recording a podcast two hours before the game starts is the best way to get us all set. But what I'm going to talk about is the Oilers season at large. I'm going to talk about a very big week that I had. I've got a whole whack of your voicemails and tweets that I want to get to for your bold predictions for the 2022 NHL season. We're going to get into all of this. I'm going to give some bets that I put down for uh, the game tonight. I just want to tell you guys how excited I am and I want to kind of share that. And we've had a huge day and I was actually thinking about maybe I was like, maybe I should just not record today and maybe I should just leave it for the time being, you know? But then at the end of the day, Wednesdays, baby, Wednesdays, it's all about consistency. So Let's just get into it. There's a whole lot to get to. But at first, I got to thank my friends at the audio department. Go check them out, theaudiodepartment.ca. And again, to remind you, the audio department works to create a safe space to, for creativity and collaboration for artists and musicians to realize their potential and share their message through sound and story. Basically, what I'm saying is you want to record a podcast, go do it at the audio department. You're in a band. Are you in a pop punk band? Are you in a Blink-182 cover band? Go record at the audio department. Don't worry, we're going to talk about Blink. Theaudiodepartment.ca. Theaudiodepartment.ca. Go check it out. Book some time right on the website. You can do everything there. You don't need to go anywhere else. Why waste your time fiddling around in the Google machine? Sergey Brin and Larry Page can only take you so far. I'm here to guide you to the audio department and get yourself started on a new project. 
Let's before we get into the news, obviously, again, there's a lot going on this week with the Oilers kicking off their NHL season tonight. We got through the preseason, everybody made it through. Although there are some people that are banged up a little bit, and we'll get to that as well. Um Frank, you're you fired up, buddy? Hey? Y'all jacked up? If you missed it, Frank's picks went alive today for the first time. He did pick the Oilers to win. So we will see how he did tomorrow when a lot of us are listening to this podcast. I'm going to start with a couple of things. Just, I don't normally do this. I don't normally, I mean, I talk about myself, I guess, on this podcast. It was kind of all about, but this week was a really cool week for me. And I just want to share it with you guys. And it's mostly just kind of to get it out because I'm in a room by myself and I would love to say it to the people that made it happen, but uh, it would be too awkward for me to say it to their face. So if you follow me on Instagram, hi, my name is Bag Milk, or on Twitter, JSBM Bag Milk, you probably saw some posts I've been hammering out over the last couple of days of a brand new, beautiful Alfa Romeo that is in my possession. I feel so lucky. I've worked at the nation now about 15 years. If you count like the early days where I was just doing a little bit of uh, contracting on the side. And over that time, I've had, you know, some offers to drive different things. I've had offers to to do this or do that. And I always turn them down because it's not really my style. And I don't really like drawing attention to myself. Obviously, podcast confession. Um, so I never think of driving something like the nation truck. Or I never think of going and getting one of the company vehicles that's all decoed up. But lately I've been thinking about maybe just buying myself a new car and it's not because I'm trying to be bougie or anything like that. It's not because I'm trying to be fancy, but because mine is, you know, 13 years old. I'm the kind of person where I'll drive them until they die. And I'm not really a car person, but I thought maybe, you know what, maybe it's time just to, just to do an upgrade. Um, but then I get called into an office at Nation HQ and Jared in sales, uh, he, he, he's just like, Hey man, I heard you're, you're potentially looking for a new car. I was like, yeah, I think I just, I think it's time to get something else. And he just goes, well, wait, don't do that yet. I think I might have something. So, like, okay. And then when we had that conversation, that was probably in July, July of this year. So, Months go by. I don't even think about it. I still casually am looking for cars, still happy driving my old whip. Like, it's not a rush. It's not really something on my plate. But then Jared calls me and he's like, all right, I've got something for you. It's going to take a little bit to get it all put together, but this is what's going on. So the folks at Alfa Romeo of Edmonton, they're not sponsoring this podcast, but of course I'm going to shout them out. The people, the folks at Alfa Romeo of Edmonton, I got to go in there yesterday and I got to pick up what is now my new car for the next year. And this thing is absolutely incredible. It's an absolute beautiful machine. And I just feel incredibly grateful, one, that Jared thought of me and hooked me up with this deal. And the folks at Alfa Romeo for being understanding and open to the weird shit that I make. Like, I completely understand that I am not a normal blogger, quote unquote, where I want to have my face plastered all over shit. Like, that's not me. I'm still the dude that I was when we started this company in 2007. And I have no interest in really coming out in front of the camera. I don't want people's attention on me, all that stuff. So the folks at Alfa Romeo said, well, what do you want to make for content inside the car? Obviously, we're not just going to let you drive this fucking car around and for and just have a good time because it's awesome and, and you work there. So I came up with some ideas of things that I want to do and they were into it. And I just want to say thank you to Jared for putting it together. I want to say thank you to Alfa Romeo of Edmonton for being open to my shtick. And I want to thank Jay for being like, yeah, Bag Milk deserves a car. Let's let's make this happen. So I just want to say thank you. I want to do a quick little start to the podcast where this is just a really cool moment for me. This does, This stuff doesn't happen to me. Uh, I'm not one of those people where it's like, I'm an influencer and I'm going to start hawking, you know, whatever. I don't get that stuff. So this is a really cool moment for me. And I'm sorry to brag for the first couple of minutes of this podcast, but I just want to say thank you to Jared. Thank you to Jay. And thank you to Alpha Romeo of Edmonton for getting this all together. See me. If you see me on the streets, pretend that's not me in that car. Take a picture of the car. 
Look at the car, admire the car. It is absolutely beautiful, breathtaking. Thing is a spaceship inside. There's 9,000 buttons. I feel like I'm an F1 driver with all that shit on the steering wheel. It's incredible. Take pictures of the car. Tell Alfa Romeo, hey, I saw the car out on the streets. I didn't see bag milk. I don't know. He was, there was somebody driving it. I don't think that was bag milk though. Let them know I'm doing a good job because I, I can already tell you after driving this thing for two days that I'm not going to want to give it up after a year. So I need your help in letting them know that I'm doing a good job. Anyway, just, I want to say thank you. I want to say thank you for just a really cool start to my week, to be honest. And a a big round of applause to Alfa Romeo of Edmonton. The second thing that was huge for me this week, and if you know me personally, or even if you've listened to my stuff, enough of my podcasts over the years. You know, I love Blink-182. When I was in high school, I graduated in 2003 to give you an idea, just a general idea of the timeline, right? So I graduated high school in 2003 and Blink-182 at that time was at the height of their popularity. All my friends, all the boys on the hockey teams I played with, everybody I knew for the most part, give or take, loved Blink-182. That was just the band for everybody I hung out with. Obviously, they broke up a couple of times over the years. They were touring with Matt Skiba, a couple albums with Skiba as the singer, replacing Tom DeLonge. I, you know, I was into the Skiba, the Skiba era. I got both those albums. I enjoyed them for what they were, but it wasn't quite the same. And then yesterday I wake up and the first thing I see on Instagram is a new video from the, from the guys at Blink saying they're doing a world tour, new album coming. Tom's back in the band and they're playing at Edmonton on June 29th of 2023. Let me remind you, if you haven't heard me say it or tweet it anywhere, Rage Against the Machine. I just bought tickets for Rage Against the Machine three weeks ago at Roger's Place. They canceled that show. They canceled that show. And then immediately what happens, the universe gives me back something even better that I cared about more. That's not to say I wasn't excited about seeing Rage. I love Rage Against the Machine. But there is a love that I have in my heart for Blink-182 that, man, going to see them as a way too old adult, when they're playing songs from when they were like 20 years old now and they're pushing 50 and shit, I love all of it. I love all of it. I'm so excited. A bunch of people at Nation HQ were planning on going to this concert together next year. We're trying to figure out how we're going to make that work. But I got to say, as far as a start to the week goes, man, I, I just, I don't know how it gets better Let's than that. go, baby. I didn't mean to push that. I don't know how it gets better than that. So... I just, I'm having a good week, and I hope that wherever you're listening to this, that you're having a good week too. Thank you! Now, our regularly scheduled programming. The news! Brought to you by the audio department. Check them out, theaudiodepartment.ca. Book some studio time. Maybe you will have a band that blows up as big as Blink-182. I'm so excited. I was listening to Blink on the way home in an Alfa Romeo. And if you had told me when I was like 12 years old or whenever I discovered that band, that one day in my late 30s, I would be driving a fancy ass car listening to Blink cranked up to 12, I wouldn't have believed you. Either way, it was a good time. And that sets the tone for what will be a fantastic Oilers season. Enough about me. Let's talk Oilers. Tonight, The Oilers face off against the Vancouver Canucks season opener. I'm super pumped to see what happens here. I bet heavily on the Oilers today. I'm going to go through a couple of my bets here just uh, to give you an idea of where my head's at. But let me tell you. Let me tell you. Let me tell you. I am excited about everything that's going on with this team. And it starts with in net. If you think about last year, How many times we would have said, oh, Mike Smith and Miko Koskinen, what the fuck? When those guys were on their game, they were really good. I'm not going to say anything other than that. And if you say anything other than that, then you didn't watch the games. But the problem was there were times where Mike Smith, he was just hurt. And fucking hell, man, I'm 37 years old. I don't know how you were playing a pro sport in your 40s. I hurt myself getting up out of bed the other day. Like I slept weird. I have to do hip stretches now. You know, three weeks ago, whenever that was, I did this podcast on the floor of this very room I'm in. I was laying there on my back like a fucking, I don't know, slug on a wall. I didn't have a good descriptor there. But anyway, 
the point that I'm getting at, Mike Smith was hurt. And eventually your body just gives out on you. So I'm starting. A reason I'm excited for this Edmonton Oilers team is what we've got in net. Jack Campbell, I believe in. Stuart Skinner, I really believe in. And if that isn't a good omen enough, today I was driving home to record this very podcast, literally on my way to the house that I am now in, my house, the Castle Milk. I was at an intersection, I'm at a red light, and I look over, and who do I see in a car beside me with their window also open? Jack Campbell. Now, I look over, first of all, I do a double take because he's still new in my world. I know what Jack Campbell looks like, but he's not like, you know, he's not Connor, where if you see him, you're just like, ah, there's Connor Devers over there! But like, I did a double take, I look, I'm like, that's fucking Jack Campbell. So I look over at him and I said, hey man, hey Jack, have a great game tonight, buddy. Believe in you. He looks over at me and he goes, thank you very much, man. I really appreciate all the support. I love being here already. If that is not a good omen ahead of game one of the NHL regular season, I don't know what is. And I hope when you're listening to this podcast tomorrow that this quote doesn't air poor or age poorly. But what I'm telling you is, what I'm telling you is, Jack Campbell was just the sweetest man to a guy he's never seen. We are just two dudes at a red light looking at each other. And I just said, hey man, have a great game. And he says, I appreciate all of you. I love it here already. If that is not just warms your heart of what we've got. So I tweeted that story today. I was like, I just saw Jack Campbell and he said, I appreciate all of you. And everybody's just like, well, there's one dude. I gotta, I gotta give him credit because he made me laugh out loud. He just, uh, forgive me as I'm vamping here. So Daniel, Daniel just goes, Mike Smith would have glared at you and blamed you for the traffic on the Henday. And it made me laugh out loud because Daniel's right. The temperament of what we've got in net this year versus last year is completely different. It's night and day. It's not even close. And I'm so excited to see what happens here because I believe in this goaltending tandem. I really, really do. And the fact that Jack Campbell said hi to me today, he didn't have to say hi to me. He could have just pretended he didn't hear me. I know he would have heard me. We both had our windows open. We were both in sweet whips. We we're just two car guys having a conversation. That's a good tone for me. And that is why I already love Jack Campbell. The dude is a fan favorite already. If he's not on your fan favorite list, by Halloween, I promise he will be there. In the not-so-good news, though, for the Edmonton Oilers, Kaylor Yamamoto and Warren Fogle will be a game-time decision for the boys tonight. A little bit banged up going through the preseason. I hope that they play, but ultimately it's game one. So if they can't go, keep them out. Keep them out. This game, as much as we want to win it, and as much as I've got bets to share with you on what I did tonight, I just... It's not that important in the grand scheme of things. Yes, you want to set the tone. Yes, you want two points in the bank. Yes, you want to start off on the right foot, but ultimately the health of those guys is what I care about. If Yamo and Fogel can't go tonight, throw somebody else in there. We'll figure it out. Go 11 and seven. Do something different. I believe in Woodcroft. I know that he will figure all of this out. But ultimately, we need both Yamo and Warren Fogel. So if those guys are hurt, all I want is for them to get better. The thing that, another thing that I want to talk about is uh, Philip Roberg. This morning, uh, roster got submitted on Monday, I believe. They had to be cap compliant. So after everybody's cap compliant, you see the transactions start to happen. People are flipping on waivers, getting sent down, getting pulled up, all that shit. So today, the Oilers recalled to Devin Shore from the Bakersfield Condors and loaned Philip Broberg to Bakersfield. What that tells me... Well, it's obvious. I mean, Philip Broberg is going to start the season in Bakersfield, and I think that's the right choice. I wrote about it today at OilersNation.com in the news release where Broberg just didn't have a great camp and preseason, but I also don't think that we should be calling him a bust right now either. I don't think we're anywhere close to the point where he is not going to be an NHL player. Yes, he had a bad camp, but I wonder how much of that was kind of a lot of pressure on himself, probably. We heard about the workouts. He was just shredded, put on a bunch of weight. Maybe it affected his skating. At least that was Stoffer's theory. He was talking about that in some of the preseason games. I wonder, and this is just me purely speculating. I don't know anything about anything. I'm just talking to you, my internet friends, as if we are having a conversation. 
the two of us or the group of us or whatever. I wonder if Philip Broberg, if there's any part of him where he just kind of looked at the situation on the Oilers defense and he's just kind of like, well, my job is kind of there. It's kind of my job to lose. I'm not saying that he was written in ink as the third pairing left defenseman, but it was pretty close. You know, it was maybe one of those pens that you can erase. Do they still make those? Those were a thing when I was a kid. Anyway, I also don't think having him start the season in Bakersfield after potentially, maybe allegedly, in my opinion, thinking he was going to make the squad. I don't think that that's a bad thing either. I think a little dose of adversity, if handled properly, properly can be a good thing. Maybe Philip Broberg goes down to the Bakersfield Condors, looks at what's going on. He's like, fuck, I got to pull my shit together. Or maybe he just had a, he had a bad start. And as he gets more reps and he gets back into the flow of the season, we, we know we're going to see Philip Broberg this year. We know we are. It's just a matter of when. And it's interesting that it's not right now. Devin Shore, he's going to be replacing him in, ter- in terms of the lineup. We know what we get from Devin Shore. This is his third season with the Oilers. He's going to come out. He's going to kill penalties. He's going to play low minutes. He's on the forward line. Might chip in with a handful of goals. We know what we're getting from Devin Shore. The interesting thing about that waiver move is Broberg going down. The other thing I wanted to get to is the Oilers launched Oilers Plus this past week. And the response was interesting. We talked about it a little bit yesterday on Real Life, so I'm not going to go too, too far into it outside of just give my take. The price is too high. The price is too high. Listen, Oilers Nation, I know that there's ads on the site. And I know that sometimes they're annoying. And I know that I even start this podcast with a plug for the audio department, and I'm going to do one for Trilogy Oilfield Rentals later. I get that. You guys sit through the ads for us, but ultimately we provide free content. You can listen to this podcast. We're not charging you for it. If you are, whoever's charging you, like you should get a demand a refund. I, I'm, I don't get anything from that. So I find the price too high for what they're giving you. It's the same price. And this was, uh, this was Jay that said this yesterday. It's the same price that they charge you for Netflix. Well, let me ask you a question. If you've got only, I don't even know what Netflix is anymore. Is it $9.99? Whatever it is. If you have the choice between getting Oilers Plus and seeing the post-game interviews and shit that was generally done for free, or Netflix, and you want to watch the fucking Jeffrey Dahmer series that the entire world is talking about, it's not really close. It's not really close. For me, this is taking advantage of the audience. And I understand the business part of it. And I hope there's more coming. And I hope that they've got more than just the small amount of bonus, quote unquote, content available on Oilers Plus. Like, yeah, you're going to watch oils, like oil change, whatever it's called now. That's fine. But I'll see it eventually anyway. You know? And unless it's a mind melding, documentary that gives us information that we've never considered or seen before. I'm happy to wait. I'm happy to wait. Cause I think about, you know, they're going to do an oil change like docu series for the others again. And if it's anything less and I get it, it's not a league. I'm putting before I say what I say right now, just like try to understand my point. If it's anything less then what we get in terms of like a drive to survive if you're an F1 fan and you watch that series on Netflix and they take you everywhere and they give you the personalities, they give you the business and they give you everything between. If it's anything less than that, we shouldn't be happy with that. So I hope the Oilers are going to do a lot and I hope they're going to use Oilers Plus to give us looks at stuff that we've never seen before with this hockey team. But I fear that they're going to do things that other teams are doing for free and call it mission accomplished. I don't know. Maybe it's because I run a free website. And again, I know we, I know that the ads can be annoying, but it's important to us that you can, you can read it. You know, it's important to us that if you want to read Gregor's GDB that's up today, that you can read it. It's not behind a paywall. So. That's just my thoughts. I could be wrong. I generally am. So we'll see what happens there. But I've got high hopes for the Oilers that they're going to turn it into something special. I just I just don't know what that is. I just don't know what that is. 
Uh, earlier this week in the news, the Bakersfield Condors tweeted a statement earlier today. This was from October 9th, so three days ago. Earlier today, we became aware that Bakersfield Condors head athletic trainer Chad Drown had been charged with a very serious felony offense related to contacting a minor to commit sexual offense in the state of California. We are shocked and dismayed by the news, and Mr. Drown has been relieved of his duties immediately. I don't even know what to say about it. What is wrong with hockey? What's wrong with hockey? It's broken. All this Hockey Canada stuff and this popping up and there's other allegations that came out this week uh, regarding Ian Cole. It's just, the game's broken. The culture is broken. And all this stuff's coming out and all I can think about is that it's going to get worse before it gets better. And I think of Hockey Canada and the long road that they have to earn our trust back. Yeah, the the board resigned and the CEO resigned and all that stuff. And it's first steps to getting back to what that organization was. But hockey culture is so broken. And it's disappointing and it's, it sucks. And if you got kids playing, I feel for you all of you parents that have kids playing hockey right now, because I guarantee a lot of this just nonsense is raising questions in your brains and in your minds. And for all of you parents that are there, I just, I feel for you. I really, really do. It's, it's gross. Everything about it's gross. I am not smart enough to articulate a proper response or just anything regarding what's happening other than just being completely and utterly disappointed. It's all gross. And uh needs to be fixed. I don't know what that fix is, but man, it's a long road ahead. It's a long road ahead. And it sucks that it took a bunch of sponsors pulling their money away for any real change to get started. But I guess that's the world we're in sometimes, you know? I guess that's the world we're in sometimes. Uh Lastly in the news, sorry to just... Rand, I, I'm changing gears. I don't know how to do this transition. Um, we got a trade this week. Dmitry Samorokov was traded to the St. Louis Blues for Klim Kloston, the real Klim Shady. He was a first-round pick at one point, and he just kind of never uh, never turned into what they expected in St. Louis. So maybe a fresh start with the Oilers gives him that look, you know, and they're a different organization. Maybe it gives him that fresh start that he needed. Uh, same goes for Samarikov. He was not going to make the Oilers on that left left side D. There's a log jam there. He was not going to make it probably. So I'm happy that he gets a chance to play in St. Louis. I'm happy that he gets a chance to go out and see what he can do. You know, I hope they give him the chance. As for our PTO boys, Demers, we try to bring him in with Lucic. He got the tour of the arena. They wore the hard hats. I saw the whole thing. Jason Demers has been released from his PTO and TSN Ryan Rashog says he doesn't think a contract is coming. So if you're hoping for a two-way or something for Demers, Rashog doesn't know. We'll wait and see how that goes. Jake Vertanen was also released from his PTO. He sucked so bad. And I'm sorry. I tried to keep an open mind in terms of just watching him on the ice and he sucked so bad. And what was weird was how many people were saying, oh, well, you can trade Pooley-Arvey for, he's got Vertan in here. Like, did you not watch any of the preseason? I understand if you didn't. It was almost impossible to find those fucking games, but man, was he bad. He sucked so bad. For a dude whose career was hanging by a thread, his life on the line, he had an opportunity to come in and take a job on an Oilers right side that is a little bit shallow on the depth chart, and he did jack shit with it. Jack shit. In fact... It was a complete disaster. Complete disaster. That's how I describe his entire time here. And no, that was not me. That was a that was a button. How's this one? Oh, there's a little toot. Oh, there you go. <laughs> That's how I would describe Jack T- uh, Campbell's time in Edmonton. It did not go well. It just did not go well at all. So... Training camp's done. Preseason in the books. Oilers' first game tonight. My bet of the game. We'll see how I did. So hit me up tomorrow. If you listen to this podcast tomorrow, let me know how I did. A couple of bets that I put down for today. 
Connor McDavid to score the first goal of the game. That was plus 750. I just like that. I got a feeling about it. But I also hedged it with Evander Kane to score the first game goal of the game. That was plus 800. My bet of the game, though, my bet of the game is Connor McDavid and Leon Dreisaitl both to get four plus shots on goal at plus 225. So what that does is if you did a, a $2 bet, a $1 bet, you get back 325. That's how that works. So that's other than the folks at Betway. Everything I do for betting this year, we're just going to talk about Betway. So if you want to play along, I'd love to play along with you. If you don't, that's great too. And for that, we will finish off the news. The news is brought to you by the audio department. Check them out, theaudiodepartment.ca. Go record a podcast, make something, create something. Start a band. Maybe me and you can start a band. A Blink-182 cover band? Let's do it. I get to play the guitar. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me, because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Everyone knows therapy is great for solving problems, but getting therapy has its own problems too, like finding the right therapist, fitting into their schedule, and of course, the cost. Well, BetterHelp can solve those problems. It's totally online and built around your schedule. It's surprisingly affordable, too. Connect with a credentialed therapist by phone, video, or online chat, all from the comfort of your home. Visit BetterHelp.com to learn more and save 10% on your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P. Burrow is a furniture company known for timeless design and thoughtful construction and free shipping, and that extends to their outdoor collection. Their outdoor furniture is built to withstand the elements, featuring rust-proof stainless steel hardware, weather-ready teak, and quick-dry foam cushions. For Memorial Day, get 15% off your Burrow purchase at burrow.com slash ACAST, and up to 25% off outdoor. That's up to 25% off outdoor furniture at burrow.com slash ACAST. Oh, Reby Pirates! You're listening to Barrel Eat Them Never. For some reason, I've got a pirate thing in Northern Ireland accent. Sorry, yes. You might have heard me before. It's the donkey. Oh, me hearties. Oh, lovely. For my friends at Trilogy Oilfield Rentals, it is time for the righteous sack beating. You want to see a man, boy? I'll show you a man. Kick me in the jimmy. Trilogy Oilfield Rentals. Check them out at TrilogyRentals.ca. They are an established provider of oilfield rental tools with full-time operating units in Provost, Wayburn, and Kindersley. They also provide seasonal and project-specific stations in Fort St. John, Fort McMurray, Lac La Biche, and others as customers require. Again, if you need the fishing tools, you fucked up. But the good news is, Trilogy Rentals, they are there to help you. You got a mistake? If you got a problem, yo, I'll solve it. Well, Trilogy Oldfield Rentals will. TrilogyRentals.ca. The Righteous Sack beating this week is a really quick one, if I'm being honest. And it's the fact that I know it's Wednesday doubleheader. I get that. But we have had to wait a very, very long time, and the schedule is annoying me. So the fact that we start our first game off at 8 p.m., like, what the fuck is that? I don't like it. I don't like 8 p.m. starts. I never have, especially on a Wednesday. Now, don't get me wrong. If it's an 8 p.m. start on a Friday or a Saturday, I'm all for it. That sends you off into your evening. You can have a great time. On Saturday, by the way, our season launch party, Soho Yeg, tickets are still available. Nationgear.ca, 25 bucks gets you in. That gets you the swag bag, the tees, entries, all the raffles. And we're going to raise some money for Sports Central. So we're going to have a great time. But back to the Righteous Sack beating. What I'm saying is 8 p.m. start on an opening night, garbage. But that's also indicative of how this schedule has gone for the Edmonton Oilers. We have only got three games against the Calgary Flames after one of the most exciting playoff series in forever, and it's going to be done by New Year's. 
We've got two games against the Flames this month. We've got Saturdays, again, season launch party, nationgear.ca. And then we've got one one at the end of the month. And then one short, like, I don't remember if it's before or after Christmas. It doesn't really matter. But then we're done with the Battle of Alberta until a potential playoff matchup, which, again, would be a great time. We had a blast beating the Flames last year. But how does this happen? Can't we fucking cut out a game against the Minnesota Wild or something? I don't want to see the Columbus Blue Jackets a handful of times. I don't know how many times they even play them, but I don't care. I want to see the Oilers, and I want to see the Flames, and I want to see somebody get hurt in the middle. Mostly Flames fans and their feelings. The point here is that I don't understand the schedule maker sometimes because we're trying to grow the game. We're trying to get the best matchups on ice. We're trying to get the best possible matchups in front of the most fucking people on earth. And on opening night, well, I mean, it's not opening night. There was games last night and there was games on Friday in Europe, but you know what I mean. Oilers season opening night. We have got the best player on earth, Connor McDavid, the second best player on earth, Leon Dreisaitl, starting at 8 p.m. Mountain. By the time the ceremony comes in and they're all like now up to the up to the stage number 93 ryan nugent hopkins and there i am just cl- crying in my living room like oh dude we've been together so long but then by the time all that shit's over it's gonna be what 8 30 by the time we get going by the time i start with the b cast tonight it's gonna be pushing midnight baby this schedule is ridiculous you've got the best players on earth playing at 10 p.m eastern nobody is watching that shit out east and that's a problem the NHL keeps talking about growing the game, growing the game, growing the game, growing the game, but they can't even put the best fucking games in prime time so that the most people can watch it. I'm not saying put games at 5 p.m. Mountain because most people aren't off work or available to be at Rogers Place by then. But 7 o'clock? Let's, like, what are we doing here? 7 o'clock is still late out east, but at least people will be watching it. Chances of people on the eastern time zone watching all 60 minutes. How many people are getting through all of it? How many? How many? Not a lot. Not nearly enough. And that's why I think guys like Connor McDavid, it's like, oh, well, Connor puts up a lot of points, but, 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 but. Oh, Leon Dreisaitl gets a lot of goals, but, 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 but. They don't watch them. And that's the NHL's fault for putting the games at the times they do. And until that changes, we're going to have people go, well, I don't know, like, Leon only plays with Connor, so that's why I guess, well, he hasn't in years, you guys don't fucking watch the games, because you can't. Either you won't, or you can't, and if you can't, that's because the NHL's got a problem. They have a problem with scheduling their stars, and I don't understand it. I know that Edmonton's a small market, I get that, we're not Toronto, we're not New York, but we've got the two best players on earth. And we've got my new friend, Jack Campbell, in net. He doesn't know that we're friends yet, but based on our interactions and our cars today, I'm going to say yes. So to the NHL schedule makers, you, you, you get the righteous sack beating this week for my friends at Trilogy Oldfield Rentals. You want to see a man, boy? I'll show you a man. Kick me in the jimmy. Roof of the Saddle Dome crumbling. Roof of the Saddle Dome crumbling. Roof of the Saddle Dome crumbling. You're listening to Better Late Than Never telling you to stay the fuck out of Calgary. Stay out of Calgary. It ain't safe down there, but you know what is? The voicemail. The voicemail brought to you by Trilogy Oldfield Rentals. I just talked about him. Righteous Act Beating. Check it out. So I imagine a lot of the voicemails that I've got today are going to be bold predictions that I asked you for. Bold NHL predictions for the 2022 NHL season. I got a couple here on Twitter that I want to get to before we start off with the voicemails. Of course, I want to thank all of you for leaving voicemails and chiming in on Twitter. I'm drinking a beer here while I'm recording, so if you're wondering where all these burps come from, that's because as soon as I play music, I chug a little bit. All right, the first one comes in from Steve. Winnipeg will implode by Christmas, and both Wheeler and Shifley will be traded by the deadline to start the rebuild. (laughs) Winnipeg just gets no love, huh? They just don't. Uh, (laughs) I didn't mean to push that. Uh, Electronic Jordan says, Tyler will welch on his cat food bet. What's the cat food bet? What is the cat food bet? I don't know what that is. got to follow up with Tyler. Dylan Holloway says, Holloway reaches almost 100 points in his first full season. That's ridiculous. 
my prediction for Holloway, if he hits 40 points, 15 goals, 25 assists, we should be thrilled with that. If you're expecting more than that from a rookie and like, I, I just like, it's just not possible. Well, it's possible. Of course it's possible, but like, it's not realistic. Lower your expectations. Let the kid inch his way in. Remember, he's played three minutes of NHL action. Uh, Brian says, Saddle Dome won't be safe for fans. Round one of the playoffs will be played somewhere else. <laughs> Again, that goes back to a couple of weeks ago when the pieces were just falling off the roof. Tony says, Bouchard's contract will be six years, $4.5 million AAV. I like that one from Tony. Let's see what you guys got, or let's just see what's in the voicemail. The first one comes in from The Crook. Bag milk. Since we know that Woody is the most handsome coach in the NHL, there's no questioning it. Don't look at the rest of the list. It doesn't doesn't matter. Since he's so handsome, Mm -hmm. I think we need a list, or at least a top five, of our handsome boys on the team. There's a lot of lookers on there, but I think you are the man to give us a definitive list. Oh boy. Well, you're putting me on the spot here. So the first thing I got to do here is I got to pull up the weather's roster. Am I allowed to include, like, am I allowed to include Clefbaum? Does he still count? He's on LTIR and he hasn't played in a couple of years, but am I allowed to include Clefbaum? He was very handsome, is very handsome. Uh, if I'm not though, let's pretend that we're not, he's not because he's not with the team right now. So number one for me, Ryan Nugent Hopkins, that's on brand. I had to, what else do you want me to say? Ryan Nugent Hopkins is a good looking dude. Put a suit on him, nice pair of glasses. My guy is looking svelte, or not svelte. He's just looking sexy. Well, maybe svelte. So Ryan Nugent Hopkins, he gets number one because I have to. I have to. You guys know the brand. You know what I do. Okay, one out of the way. Number two, Leon Drysaddle. The dude is incredibly handsome. He's incredibly talented. He is one of the best players on earth. And I think a part of it is people are just intimidated. They're just intimidated to look at him. He is devastatingly handsome. Uh, let me see. Let me keep scrolling through here. Uh, Cody Cece. He's a big Tyler Uremchuk favorite. Cody Cece, very handsome. I'm going to give him a nod in the top five as well. He is looking real, real good. Number four, I'm going to give a shout out to Evander Kane. He's a handsome dude. Come on. He's got style game. I don't know if you follow him on Instagram, but he's always got nice outfits on. He looks good. He looks real good. Evander Kane. I'd like your style, my guy. Uh, number five. Hmm. Okay, now I'm going to get tricky here. Now I'm going to get tricky. Who can I give number five to? Who's going to do it for me? Hmm. Number five. Well, Connor McDavid. I'm going to Connor McDavid. Very, very handsome. Incredibly handsome. Incredibly talented. The talent props him up so high on the handsomest level in terms of my opinion. It's like when you see somebody who's incredibly skilled at something and they're instantly more attractive, that's Connor to me. Uh, Warren Fogle, another handsome dude. He gets an honorable mention. Dylan Holloway, handsome dude, young guy, probably shredded. Philip Broberg, he's not on the team right now, but he is rocking the All-Abs. He's making sure we're set on the All-Abs team. Yes, Pugliarvi, also on the All-Abs team. Also, what I'm saying here, Crook, is that we've got a bunch of handsome dudes on this team. I can't even make a list, a top fives list. How's that? Voicemail number two. Bagged milk. What up? It is Wednesday, October 5th in the year of our Lord, 2022. Mm-hmm. I know this is a week before your next podcast, but I just got out of the Abbotsford Arena where, unfortunately, our boys went down to the Canucks 5-4. Uh, to four. But you know what? I am still pumped up because the boys looked good. They were scrappy. They were fighting. They were moving around, and I loved it. First off, got to give shout out to our boy Connor McDavid, always who, and I know we've all seen it. That moment where he just stops playing everyone else's game, flips the switch, and says, "I'm putting the puck in the net," and just goes for it. It was a beauty. Second shout out has to go to award-winning children's author Zach Hyman, who just <laughs> stick handled like a pro in. Front front of the net to put it in just a beauty can't wait to see what he has in store for the season and then my other shout out has to go to Stuart Skinner and I know it doesn't look great five goals against but whatever he stopped some amazing shots tonight the crowd was going wild and I gotta say 
Oilers fans were representing in that crowd tonight. The chants for the Oilers were way louder than the Canucks. I I know it's the preseason. I know everything's made up and the points don't. Do what, what just happened there? Oh, you timed yourself out. Yeah, you only get 90 seconds in the voicemail. You got to keep it tight. You got to keep it concise. And if, being, if I'm being honest, I was kind of trailing off there. You were at Abbotsford. I love seeing the Oilers fans there. Connor's goal is ridiculous. Hey, so I don't know where my last voicemail cut out, but hopefully you heard my long rant about how great the Oilers looked in Abbotsford tonight against the Vancouver Canucks. Uh, but I do have to get to my one little criticism, my downside, oh, okay. my negative negatives. Nancy, if mm-hmm. you will. And unfortunately, and I hate to say it because I am such a fan, but it's got to be my boy number 13, JP, mm. the Bison King. Well, the interesting thing about this is I would actually agree after Abbotsford, it was just kind of like, but the last preseason game against the Kraken, easily Yessa's best preseason game of the year. Like, and it wasn't close. The goalie scored was great. He was making plays. He looked good with Connor. The whole thing. I liked a lot of it. So by the time you're leaving this message, dear caller, you wouldn't have known that that was coming yet. You would have had no idea. So I want to hear what your thoughts are on Jesse Pugliarvi. Now that you know for a fact that he had a very good game to finish it off. Maybe you're even one of these other handful of voicemails that I've got. Anyway, back to you. I am such a huge fan, but I have been watching and I have been watching and hoping and praying, but I'm just not seeing it. And I was watching him tonight and he was trying so hard to be in all the right places. And he had some golden opportunities that just didn't connect. And it's heartbreaking because I am such a cheerleader for this man. But it just doesn't seem to be there. And I want it to be there. But if it's not there, then maybe it's somewhere else. I don't think it's somewhere else. I'm going to, I'm still, I've, I've got high hopes from Yes Puliarvi. Let's see what he does this year. Let's see what he does. My bet is that he's going to impress us and get us to the point where everybody who may have left the Yes Puliarvi bandwagon is coming back on board. That's what my hope is for the year. And I believe in it. Man, I got to tell you, the Kool-Aid is going real, going down real nice today. He is worth the moon. Yeah, I listened to where my last voicemail cut off. I wanted to finish that thought because Yessi is worth the moon. <laughs> my guy's got... And he is either going to be an all-star player for us or we are going to trade him for some sort of... I like that my dude, you didn't uh, leave a name, I don't think, but three... Four and a half minutes here. Four and a half minutes. You're just kind of like me, you're just kind of rattling. Let's let's see where else you go here. Sort of golden goose that is going to be our missing ticket. But I am so in favor of keeping that man for as long as we possibly can. I mean, I want the tongue. I want the abs. Come on, you saw his abs this summer. You can grate cheese on those things. We want those abs on our team. We need the Finnish sensation playing for the Oilers as long as we can, but he has to figure his business out. I'm going to cut you off there. Uh, Big Jesse guy. Big, big Jesse guy. I respect it. I love it. All this came after the Abbotsford game. Now I really want to know if you left me another voicemail on any of these other ones to be like, hey, his game in Edmonton against the Kraken, he was fantastic. He was fantastic. Next up, Jake. Hey, Big Milk. I uh, hope you and Frank and the rest at uh, ON Radio are doing well. I just love, love, love that now the preseason's coming to the end and everyone's buying into all this, you know, preseason hype uh, going on to social media that, like, everyone's giving their preseason takes and stuff. And same as last year, everyone's like, oh, Calgary's going to beat Edmonton. They got the best defense. Yep. They got, you know, Markstrom, who's a Vesna-type goalie. Yep. Like, they said that last year, and yep. look what happened. Okay, yep. 4-1. 4-1. And Calgary frame, Flames fans that I know are still salty about it. As so be. I'm just excited for them to get shut up for the second year in a row. And every time they open their mouth, all I can think of is... <laughs> I really like that you queued up your own sound effects for that one. Please don't ever stop doing that. I love that. Hey, Big Milk, I hope you're doing well. Um, I want you, 
as a uh, an insider to the world of Oilers Nation mm-hmm. to give us your take on you know the new thing that Tyler's doing with Everyday Oilers. Tyler Tyler famously 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 avoids the grind. Okay, I've never seen someone do less work, all jokes aside, Tyler's mm-hmm. great, but I've never seen someone do less work on Oilers Nation than Tyler Remchuk. And now he's expected to do an every game analysis. <laughs> like what? Doesn't he take <laughs> off like nine months of the year? It, it just, just doesn't make sense to me. I think Frank should do it. Frank is better at um, <clears throat> predicting the Oilers wins. He has, he's so handsome. He's so smart. He's just, there's so many thoughts running through his head. I just, I vote Frank to do it instead. Of course, we're talking about Frank, my dog, not Frank Saravalli. If you want Frank Saravalli's thoughts on anything, listen to last week's episode of Better Late Than Never. Had Frank on. We chatted for about a half hour. Take you behind the scenes. I'm happy to answer any behind the scenes questions you have, by the way. Like for real. I know you're joking and you're fucking with Tyler because like that's what we do. But if you guys ever have questions, behind the scenes of how things work i'm happy to answer those i really am um as for weather's nation every day tyler that came about uh maybe about six weeks ago i want to say came about six weeks ago and we were sitting in the podcast studio after we did real life or weather's nation radio i don't remember what me and tyler do so many podcasts together at this point by the way i'm a guest every friday on weather's nation every day um the way it came about is Tyler was just talking about, well, what are we going to do for a pregame show? Because for the last couple of years, Tyler was doing the pregame show before Oilers games. And those were working out great, but he wanted to do something a little bit different. He wanted to do something more. And I don't know if you've checked out what we got going on around the network right now, but in Calgary, we just launched the Barn Burners with Boomer and the gang. They were the Sportsnet morning show. They jumped ship and joined us at Flames Nation. At Canucks Army, Quads and Faber, they're doing Canucks Conversation every day as well. So that's a a five-day-a-week show as well. So up here in Edmonton, well, we had to give you guys something. We had to give you a a five-day-a-week show. And Tyler's like, I've got an idea and I want to do it. So when that happens, our goal at work is whenever anybody at the nation has an idea and they want to execute on it, everybody kind of jumps in and tries to figure out how we can make it happen. So my, from my perspective, my job was trying to free up some of Tyler's time because as much as we bust his balls for avoid the grind and all that shit, Tyler works incredibly hard. He does a lot of shit behind the scenes that nobody ever sees unless you see our finished product. So it was my job in management to try and figure out how we could do that and how we could free up some of his time. So really how it came about was Tyler had the idea he had a vision on what he wanted to create it was up to me to free up the time for him i got that done i was able to get that done so now we get oilers nation every day and you get frank once a week you get me on once a week he's gonna have other guests from around the league and it's just it's the way we do things you know it's the way we do things next up robin brownlee Call me crazy, but I say Dylan Holloway wins the Calder as Rookie of the Year. Oh, Brownlee, let's go. Hang on. You get a button for that. Hang on. I was not prepared for that fucking thing from Brownlee. Let's go. One more time. I'm going to play. Where did that go? Brownlee, one more time. Call me crazy, but I say Dylan Holloway wins the Calder as Rookie of the Year. Oh, man, that'd be amazing. Because right now there's not like, unless I'm missing somebody, and that I probably am, there's not like a runaway candidate this year, I don't think. So Dylan Holloway playing with either Leon or Connor or in the mix in the top nine even, he's got a chance to do it. The Oilers have never had a Calder winner. They've had Calder nominees, you know? Nuge was a nominee, McDavid was a nominee, Jason Arnott was a nominee, um, but we've never had a winner. So that bold prediction from Brownlee, I like that a whole lot. Chandler, what say you? All right, so my bold prediction for this season is that at the trade deadline, we will trade for Patrick Kane and Travis Sanheim. I'm not sure how that's going to work cap-wise, but <laughs> that's my prediction is we, we acquire Kane and Sanheim. And on top of that, we win the Stanley Cup against Carolina, getting our sweet revenge from 06, never forget. And also, we will beat the snot out of the flames on the way to the Cup. There's a lot of predictions over there from Chandler, and I liked every single one of them. I also 
my prediction yesterday on real life was Oilers Hurricanes final reverse result from 2006. That was my prediction from yesterday. Colin, what say you? Hey, Big Milk. I have a podcast confession. Oh, hit me. That uh, when I was in my early teens and probably right up until I moved out of my parents' house, I would take, uh, when making craft dinner, take a second packet of cheese from another box and then <laughs> dump the shells from that box into the garbage and recycle the other uh, container for it. Oh no. Uh, and then would also blame <laughs> it on my brother. So my parents thought he was wasting mac and cheese just to use a second packet. Uh, hopefully they're not listening to this. Gotta go. <laughs> I love podcast confessions. Please keep doing those. Uh, one time my brother and I have got an older brother and we were trying to make craft dinner when we were kids and we had no milk. And the obvious thing that you do when you have no milk is you either just put a little bit of water in it to get the cheese mixed up or you put more butter or something like that. What my brother did though, is he melted tiger ice cream. Do you remember tiger ice cream, the orange and black shit? And he melted it as if that would be the milk that you put in there. And what resulted, what, what the result was, was a green pot of craft dinner that was both sweet and savory at the same time and absolutely horrific absolutely horrific you know what we haven't done podcast confessions in a little while let's add that for the, let's add that to the agenda for next week colin is back with another round uh my bold prediction for the uh 23 season is that uh it's not exactly player focused or team performance focused but uh my bold prediction is that the arizona coyotes will hire liam as their head scout at some <laughs> point this hockey season no don't hold me to it no no, they're not allowed to have him. Liam is mine. No, Nick. <laughs> hey, uh, hey, big mug. I hope you had a great thing. Fuck was that? Uh, secondly, I just want to come on here and apologize. Um, I think I might have DM'd you, but I don't remember because uh, podcast confessions. I went over to a friend's house and uh, he gave me some gummies that had a little extra in it, and I didn't know. <laughs> and I ended up telling a girl that I loved her. Whoa. Was I dating her? No. Did I ruin any chance of me? I know we got more to get to on this, Nick, but listen. If you are high on edibles, allegedly in my opinion, do not tell chicks that you have a crush on that you love them. That is going to not work for you ever. Ever. Don't do that. Nick, I really appreciate that you're sharing this with us here, pal. I know how this must feel. Continue. Dating her? Yes. Anyways, I sound like a whiny baby in those voicemails, and I am really sorry, and I am incredibly ashamed that I left that. Anyways, um, <laughs> hot take for the upcoming season. Well, I got you. I think Thatcher Demko finishes with under a 9.15 save percentage. And I think he's a great goalie. But, you know, we talk about the Oilers' defense being bad. I'm sorry. Go look at the Canucks' defense. Terrible. Yes, I know Tyler Myers is injured. But Luke fucking Shen is listed as their first pair right-handed defenseman. I'm sorry. Like, talk about the Oilers. There is not a def right-handed defenseman on the Oilers who would not be on the Canucks' first pair. They would all be on the Canucks' first pair. Like, I think Frank Saravalli was talking about Ethan Bear coming in to be a solution in the top four. I'm sorry, if Ethan fucking Bear is coming in to fix your top four defense, you got some problems, man. <laughs> and I think Stemko's stats are going to suffer. I think he's a great goalie. I think he's a really great goalie. But the same thing happened to Connor Hellebuck. And I think the same might happen to him. That's an interesting, that's an interesting prediction. Man, I love bold predictions. I'm glad we did this. Ooh, that's a spicy one. Spicy one. I don't know that Demko under 915 is all that spicy, but the idea of Demko suffering because their defense sucks, well, that's something else. Dan, you're up. Hey, Bag Milk. I was just listening to the Cult of Hotkey podcast, and I don't <laughs> want to take credit for it, but Bruce <laughs> McCurdy just had a fantastic name for Hyman and Drysaddle when they play on uh, the same line, and he referred to it as the high and dry line. <laughs> because they'll leave other teams hung out to dry. I thought it was funny. I thought I'd share. I like Thank that. You. I like that a lot. Shout out to Bruce. Shout out to Bruce for that one. I like that. I like that nickname for that line. Next up, Anonymous. What say you? Hey, Bag Milk. Presto here. Uh, still loving the podcast. Keep up the good work. I don't think you're going to like my bold prediction, but 
I think as the Oilers waited and got nothing to upgrade their defense except for some very minor upgrades, as we're going to be an LTIR all season and won't be able to get prorated contracts, the Oilers will not do anything to significantly upgrade their D. They'll probably do something stupid like trade away five pieces, including two firsts for Patrick Kane, while not upgrading the defense. The Flames are a better team, whether you and the panel like to admit it. All you have to do is look at the pictures I sent you guys. They actually acquired more points than they gave up. They got a top four D. The Flames, unless the Oilers pull something out of their hat and upgrade their D significantly, the Flames are going to win the Pacific, and the Flames are going to beat the Oilers and move on in the playoffs. Um, defense wins, plain and simple, and the Oilers' defense, plain and simple, is not good enough. Same thing's going to happen. Great PP, uh, dry sidle. McDavid, Kane, all going to have great years. Um, I think our goalie's going to be fine, but our defense is going to let us down, and they aren't going to get as far as they did last year. Hope you guys have a great day. Hope I'm wrong, but I guess we'll see. Ciao. <laughs> I like how he ended up. I like how my boy Presto ended a message off with just like, hope I'm wrong. Oh, what a ray of fucking sunshine that one was. Presto, I love you, buddy, but man, do I hope you're wrong. And I think you are, to be honest. I'm not saying the Flames are bad. I just don't think the Oilers are as bad as you think they are. G'day, mate. You're listening to Better Late Than Never. So just sit back, relax for the next 50 to 65 minutes. Let the dulcet tones of Mr. Bagged Milk root your bloody ear holes. <laughs> I like that one. That was really good. I like that. I love, I love, love the bumpers. Please don't ever stop doing those i'm actually thinking about doing a just a bonus episode of better late than ever where we just clean out my my uh my soundbar we just go through all of it i play everything that's on here and we clear some of this shit out i think that might be fun uh another anonymous message coming at you beg milk happy connor miss can't wait for the oilers to get started taylor this was anonymous on my sheet taylor from sonic where have you been i need to get you on here I know I've said that a couple of times by now, but we never like we've never made it happen. We've chatted about it, we've DM'd about it, but we've never made it happen. Taylor, let's do this. Now to the message. Hey, it's Taylor. Uh, my bold prediction for the air: Yes, he pull thirty goal season. Oh my lord, it's gonna happen. Oh my lord, Taylor. We're all having a pool party. Whew. Also, uh, pretty sure John Klingberg is gonna be an Oiler before the end of the year. Oh, We're gonna get lord. some defenseman like that to play behind Darnell Nurse, and it's gonna be great. Let's go, baby. I love that. Taylor, shout out to you, buddy. And since you said it, you gave me a fresh one. I'll just do the one that I got in my bum bar. Let's go, baby. That's Taylor from Sonic. Go listen to his show. He is good people. Dan, you have got a voicemail coming at me in three, two, one. Hey, Big Milk. I have a question for you. What should I do about my playoff mustache that I was growing for last year's playoff run. Okay. I'm glad you came to me for fashion and style advice. I'm the guy for it. I don't know if you've heard this podcast, but I do drive an Alfa Romeo now, so I'm very stylish. As you were, Dan, I will be happy to give you advice as soon as I hear the question. Is it good luck or bad luck to keep it on for the rest of the season? Um, I need to know an answer before puck drops tonight. I hope that Better Late Than Ever is published, <laughs> published before then, because uh, right now I'm leaning towards shave the mustache. Love my mustache. I want to keep it going, but it symbolizes last year's playoffs, and I was like, maybe that's bad mojo carrying over into this year. I don't know. Wanted to get your opinions and thoughts. Dan, I'm glad you asked me this question. And let me tell you something as a matter of fact. You got to shave that thing. I know, I guarantee that you look great right now. I guarantee that you're one of the most handsome gentlemen walking around this season or this city with a duster that you've been rocking since the playoffs. In fact, number two, I respect that you've been carrying it over since the playoffs. That's fantastic. However, what I'm going to say is you need to shave it because of what you said. It's a carryover from that magical run last year. I recommend you start fresh today. You shave before that playoff, that game starts in, uh, I mean, you got 90 minutes. I hope you are on the ball when I post this podcast here right away. Shave it before the game. Grow that baby out all season. That's the move, Dan. I believe in you. Last voicemail for the week. 
Hey, Bag Milk, it's Adam here. What's up, Adam? Uh, I just wanted to say, big fan of the show. I'm a big fan of you. I do think Bouchard's going to drop 25 goals this year. Woo! And I think Connor McDavid, you guys were underselling him. He's getting 50 goals, 100 assists. Woo! Mm, maybe more. He's going to get at least 150 points this year. Easy. And Yamamoto is going to be the top line right wing. With like another, thir- like with, with a thirty goal season and another at least fifty points. Thanks. Bye. That is a bold prediction. I love all of it. One hundred and fifty points for Connor McDavid. Who's not going to take that? Yamamoto, first line right winger. I love that. I don't believe that's going to happen, but I love that prediction. If you have bold takes that I have not gone to today, please keep sending them in. It doesn't matter if I get to them next week. We've got plenty of time as the season is just getting started. Lastly, before we wrap up the voicemail, before we wrap up the podcast, before we wrap up everything, I want to say the Bcast is coming back. But if you want me to eat something weird, I need to see a screenshot of your donation to the Edmonton Food Bank. I'm not just going to eat beets for no reason anymore. That bit is dead. But I will eat beets or I will eat whatever you want me to provide. It won't make me sick and I can find it. If you donate to the Edmonton Food Bank, I think we should try and raise some money for the food bank. It's a great cause. Let's do a little bit of magic in the community because ultimately... The Bcast is just for fun. It's this. The Bcast spawned this podcast. So that's what I'm doing this year. Thank you for the voicemails. Enjoy the game tonight. Let me know how I did on my bets. And thank you for being here. Please subscribe. Tell a friend. Leave me reviews. I didn't have any reviews this week. So please leave me some if you got a chance or a friend with an empty account that has yet to give me five stars. With that, I want to say thank you to the audio department. I want to say thank you to Trilogy Oldfield Rentals. And I want to say thank you to Alpha Romeo of Edmonton for hooking me up with a new whip. I look good in that car. Podcast confessions. That's it. Enjoy the game tonight. deserves the best and there's no better place to shop for mother's day than whole foods market they're your destination for unbeatable savings from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts start by saving 33 with prime on all body care and candles then get a 15 stem bunch of tulips for just 9.99 each with prime round out mom's menu with festive rosé irresistible berry chantilly cake and more special treats come celebrate mother's day at whole foods market